tonight on our Twitter spaces uh, from over in, over the pond in England, we have Simon. He's the creator of the uh, Graph Giraffe Gang. That's a mouthful to say. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome to our spaces. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how your project got started and a little bit of the background about it? Yeah, man. First of all, thanks for having us on. Super appreciate it. Um, it's always nice to be asked to come on spaces like this where you've already got an established community. So props to you for that, man. Much appreciated. Yeah, so my name's Simon. Most people call me Cy. Um, I was, up until the last two years, a stand-up comedian, um, working regularly on the circuit. Um, also, I've always been interested in art. Um, when I was a, a youth and a teen, I was constantly getting arrested for graffiti. Um, it was always a passion, hip-hop music and graffiti. Uh, but then I started doing stand-up comedy as I got older and did that for a career. And then during lockdown, um, basically all the comedy clubs were closed. But I also started exhibiting certain um, medical traits that at first were put down uh, uh, multiple sclerosis or I'd had some form of stroke from past cocaine use. That was the, that was the diagnosis. Uh, and it took a long while to, after several MRI scans and investigations. It turns out I had a disease called degenerative cervical myelopathy, which is a mouthful. It's basically damage to the spinal cord caused by disc compression. Um, and I kind of was bedbound for a long while waiting for the operation um and during this time I'd, I'd i'd only started getting into crypto um and nfts really really around i would say early 2020 even though i'd heard of them previously i heard about crypto punks at the time when i was actually doing pixel art and i thought it was a silly idea that would never catch on uh, how i regret not getting involved in 2017 but anyway, um, so I, I, I'll do, um, as for the art side, I also do children's books. And I reached out to a guy on Twitter called Blockchain Andy. Shout out to him. He does a lot of work with Zilliqa. Um, and basically, at that time, I had this NFT project that I wanted to do with the former world heavyweight boxing champ, Frank Bruno. Um, and that was to fund a series of children's books on mental health that me and him had written and had illustrated. Um, so basically I got in touch with Andy, ran this idea past them. It was kind of the end of last year, end of 2020, when NFTs were starting to get more mainstream. We released that on Zilliqa, and that has then paid for this entire project of children mental health books to be accessed in digital form by any child across the world who needs them. We're launching that in March. Um, and that will be translated in all viable languages so uh, they can be accessed from computer, laptop, um, iPad, phone, downloaded, just so that it's free for any child who may be suffering with mental health. So that, that was great. And that was when I first was kind of introduced to the power of the NFT community, not just people who are into crypto, because that never really clicked with me. As much as I, I, I do enjoy the technology behind it, the NFT, the community behind NFTs is what appealed to me more so. So anyway, jumping forward to later on in the year, 
had a major operation and I was in bed for around six weeks. And I felt all depressed and sorry for myself and was having my own little self-pity party in bed, overeating. Um, and it was my wife who came through with my iPad and Apple Pencil and says, look, just you need to get out of this slump. Just start drawing anything. Just just start doing something. You've got to do something. Um, and basically, I asked her to take a picture of my neck, which it had like lots of staples all down my spine, and it looked horrific. And I kind of started doodling over the top of that and then added a head to it and then it turned into a giraffe. And then from then on, I started drawing loads of different pictures of giraffes. And then this, the kind of idea formed of, wouldn't it be cool to do uh, an NFT drop? Not a generative one, but an actual hand-drawn NFT drop where other artists like me who are disabled, who might not be as confident as me, because I've always been a bit of a loud mouth and never really lacked confidence. Um, but I can imagine how hard it is for for people to approach um, clients for work, especially when they're disabled, because I know myself, I, I, I put off contacting people for work because there's lots of times where I'm bedbound on on, and unable to fulfill deadlines. So I thought, well, in this day and age with the power of crypto, uh, NFTs, blockchain, there's no reason why disabled artists should have to be skint and not be able to pay their rent or buy food. So the idea was to basically get a load of disabled artists, I'll give them a template of a giraffe and let them run wild with it. Um, so the idea is they graph their raft um, and then goes on our collection and the artist responsible for each piece gets paid directly for that and also gets 100% of the royalties each time that resells. Um, and yeah, first of all, it, it seemed to go really well. Um, we had a lot of other names who just wanted to help out. Um, shout out to Rizzle from the Matthew and Rizzle podcast. He also designed a raft and we've had a few other people design a raft um, which has been auctioned and all that money goes into the Disabled Artist Hardship Fund so that any disabled artist or artist struggling with mental health can access it if they're going through a hard time. Um, and as of just recently, uh, Andrew from Axie Infinity, shout out to him, he's been amazing helping out with the project. He's also a raft holder um, and also massive, massive shout out to the Sandbox. Um, I've been doing some bits and pieces with them, which I can't talk about as of yet, but um, huge shout out to them. They've been absolutely amazing. and. I'm again overwhelmed by the NFT community um, and how 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 accessible larger figures in the space are. There's kind of no uh, boundaries in this space. You can hit people up, and chances are they will reply to you. Um, and yeah, so far it's been an overwhelmingly positive experience. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Like the people that you can get in contact with here on Twitter Spaces. Like I, there are people that I've spoken to on here that. You know, 10 years ago, even five years ago, you would never even have the opportunity to get in contact with them because they would be dealing through some type of management company or through some marketing agency or something like that. So, you know, you're, you're dealing directly with the source here and like you could get in contact with tons of celebrities, build some great contacts. And the most important thing is you never know who's sitting in the room here with you. It could be somebody, yeah. you know, that, that that's that's the real importance about Twitter spaces. You never know who's listening. Definitely. Yeah, see, it's just been overwhelming, especially coming from a, a comedy, and I also did a, a lot of uh, acting in the UK, 
and I, I found um, a lot of that circuit and that scene to be kind of off limits unless you had one of the top agents that you paid a lot of money to. You couldn't kind of get in a room um, with anyone of power, whereas I'm finding it's all changing now, um, obviously with social media, but especially uh, in the NFT space, it's just so much easier to get in contact with those people directly. And it's overwhelming how often they'll reply and how often they will help out if they dig the project. So let's step into your project a little bit. Uh, how large is the total collection that you have? So I didn't catch that. Say that again, mate. Uh, how, how big is the whole collection that you're going to be releasing in the giraffe? It's, it's already released. It's released in stages. So far, we're, we're, we're on 214 um, with around 100 sold. What's what's the grand total of everything going to be? Have have you decided on two thousand five hundred will be the max? What made you decide on that number as opposed to a lot of projects out now that are just going ten thousand flat? Because it was going to be hand drawn, and I wanted to work with the artists themselves. I thought that would be a more achievable number than ten thousand. that could take a long time, um, especially the way sales are going. It could take a long time. But also, like I say, I wanted it more personal. Um, and I just 2,500 was a number that stood out when I first was putting the roadmap together. And that's the kind of number I stuck with. So is it pretty much you doing the project by yourself or do you have a team uh, working with you? It's pretty much me. I have a couple of cool mods who are really helpful on Discord. Um, but I've made some mistakes along the way. I've spent a lot of money um, on advertising that hasn't been fruitful. I kind of, after the first drop, which pretty much sold out, for the second drop, I focused on Discord. And basically, I was giving away a, a, a Discord membership, NFT, to every member until we hit 1,000, every member who claimed. Um, and that was how I was advertising the project. And I think what's happened is I've spent a lot of money on promoting that. People have just come along, got a free NFT. Some have flipped them, and then they've just kind of left the Discord and not really got involved with the community aspect. But yeah, I'm a what I've been a pretty much a one man team, um, trying to get in touch with other disabled artists. We've got a few so far on board, um, but yeah, I know it's going to take a long, a long time to grow. I'm in no hurry. Um, I'm in no rush. I don't want this to be um, a pump and dump kind of thing. I wanted. I've got. I've got my my raft, the first raft I ever drew. I've got that tattooed on my arm now. So it's a it's a, it's a lifelong thing. Um, but I also want uh, future goals is to expand the rafts into the metaverse, um, in on other projects and on other marketplaces. Have which I can't thought... really say too much about at the moment, but yeah, there's there's things in in action at the moment. So, have you talked with any other any other projects that you could possibly talk about currently that you're going to do collaborations with, or is this something that you kind of have to keep a little hush hush? Yeah, yeah, pretty. You probably you can probably get by. I may have dropped it earlier, but I don't really I don't really want to say it out loud again. Uh, I shouldn't really be saying, but um, there's nothing concrete as of yet. It's just 
um, work in progress. I, I will say I'm busy using a voxel program. I'm learning how to do voxel art. That's probably the biggest clue I can give away. <laughs> so what made you choose the uh, the giraffe and what made you uh, decide the name? Was it just the alliteration with, with graph giraffe gang that, that you were going for? Or is a giraffe like your favorite animal? Or, or is it just the fact that there are no giraffe projects right now? What made you pick it? So at the time, there was no giraffe projects. Uh, there is now, because um, we originally launched in the end of August. Um, there is giraffe projects now, other ones. But I've always been a fan of giraffes because I find them funny, awkward-looking creatures who are uncomfortable in their own skin. And that's how I feel a lot of the time. <laughs> it's like a big awkward, gangly thing. Um, I've, I always find them funny um, to look at. So I've always been fond of giraffes. Uh, and I just happened to draw them because of that that picture of my neck, which kind of looked like some kind of deformed giraffe. So it kind of came out that way. And the graph element was because, again, I was a huge graffiti fan as a child. Um, I say child. I was still graffiti in, in my late 20s. Um, but as I've been disabled now, all my graffiti is, is, is strictly digital. So going back to your disability, um, I, I wouldn't pronounce it, but um, is this something that is, is caused by um, just, is it a genetic thing? Is it something that's caused by, you know, just damage and wear and tear done to your body? Or, um, how does how does this come about? Because I, I actually never heard of it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's not rare, but it's not common. Um, it's basically, if you've got a propensity for discs um, to move out of place, um, then that's how you can tend to get it. Although I've had operations in the past removing discs from my lower back. Um, but this time, because of where it was um, up near the, the, the top of my neck, um, it caused spinal cord damage, which uh, is irreversible up, up to now. There is studies uh, that stem cell therapy can repair the damage. Um, I will let you in on, on something that I'm doing with a fellow artist on the draft graph gang called Branda. He's a guy from Iceland who is paralyzed from the neck down. Um, and basically, somebody in the Discord put us in touch. Um, and me and him started chatting. And it turns out, yeah, he's paralyzed from the neck down, but he refuses to accept that that he will be paralyzed forever. Um, and he's already started to move his arms through um, various exercise techniques with I don't know the term. Uh, I don't want to say guru, but some kind of definitely um, exercise and well-being specialist in India who he goes out and stays with a lot. Um, so we started chatting and we decided it would be a cool idea to do a podcast together um, because he's obviously had his journey to paralysis and now he feels he's on his way back, whereas the disease I've got could lead to paralysis. So we started a podcast series called The Abnormies which hopefully should be coming out in the next few weeks. We've got the first three episodes recorded. We want to get at least four or five in the bag before we release, only because we want it to be a weekly podcast. And sometimes our ailments, our disabilities, can mean that we're bed-bound for a lot of time. 
So we want to have like a backlog, a stockpile of a few episodes before we launch. Now, if I, I, if I do get too personal with my questions, I, I do apologize. You don't have to answer anything that you I'll, don't I'll, I'll answer absolutely anything. Uh, when I was a stand-up comedian, when I was on stage, my, my, my whole thing was about bearing everything, um, warts and all. I'm, I'm, I'm thick-skinned. I'm open to absolutely any questions, so please don't worry. Okay, yeah, um, I, I'm pretty open with the, the way I speak as well, and uh, but I do respect people's boundaries and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, are you are you in a wheelchair, or do you have to use uh, the aid of like arm crutches or anything like that in order to get around? And and how how has this affected your everyday life? So I was in a wheelchair, um, in I'm, I'm I can't remember. I'm not great with dates. But I can remember specific events. So I was in a wheelchair for the World Cup final, uh, where England were playing. I was in a wheelchair, and I also had a catheter bag um, fitted because this this disease can cause urinary infections quite regularly. Um, so that was a low point. That was a. Uh, but my friends, being also North East England idiots, decided to race me around the a motorway in the wheelchair. Um, we could have got killed whilst everyone was drunk after we lost the World Cup final. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, then I kind of had steroids, steroid injection, which um, basically it, it numbs the pain in my lower back so that I'm able to use a walking aid. But now that's starting to wear off. Um, and I've, I've got a feeling that maybe within the next month or two, I could be wheelchair bound again um, because... They don't want to give me too many steroid spinal injections because if I keep moving too much, the discs in my lower back will completely disintegrate because I only have one and a half left there um, and then I'll be fucked and I won't be able to walk ever. So it's kind of a catch-22 um, in that respect. But yeah, it's, it's completely um, altered my life in almost every way. Um, if we want to get personal, like really personal, it's it's sex life uh, and everything, every every facet. I can't cut, I can't carry, pick up my children for for cuddles. I can't um, do anything around the house. I can't do any kind of bending. Um, I struggle to sit at a computer desk for more than maybe an hour and a half at a time before I have to go and lie down and stretch it out. Um, I spasm a lot down my right side which is, can be quite funny to watch. Uh, I kind of start spasming and then it doesn't stop. So we'll, sometimes we'll time them to see how long they last and see if I can break the record for an extra long spasm. Um, yeah, but I try to remain upbeat, uh, even though I have some down days where I feel depressed as fuck. Uh, I try to remain upbeat. But I'm also on a lot of medication, um, which doesn't just affect the physical, it also affects the mental side. I'm on gabapentin, uh, Tamazepam, diazepam, um, codeine, and morphine. So whilst that can make me drowsy, it tends to make me rather happy as well. Um, but yeah, like I say, there's it's it's definitely affected every facet of of life. To be honest. So a big part of your project that you're doing is you're trying to empower other disabled artists. Has it, has it been difficult to find people that are kind of in that realm or is it kind of 
um, not been too difficult to connect with people that are going through the same type of struggles out here. It has been difficult. Um, but then again, I've only got the Twitter that I use to put out these messages and I haven't really had that many responses back. Although at the moment, I'm still worried that I would get an influx of disabled artists and I wouldn't be able to promise them the money because if the if the NFTs aren't selling as of yet. So it's a tricky one. Um, but I'm hoping with the podcast, I'm hoping that that will open the doors a lot more to other disabled artists getting in touch. And again, it's not just physically disabled artists, it's artists with mental health conditions because that's something I've went through uh, since I was a child in the 90s, a long time ago. Um, mental health conditions, self-harm, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, panic attacks, all that kind of thing, which in no doubt wasn't helped by drug use as a child. Um, again, I'm quite open about that. I've lived a, a, um, a, a life where I kind of left home at 15, um, had a difficult childhood, so I left home and then ended up overusing drink, drinking drugs and graffiti and so getting arrested a lot for various things. And yeah, it's been an interesting life, but not one that I would want for my own children. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you if you're also including um, artists that have a lot of mental health, uh, like PTSD and depression and stuff like that. I know yeah. there's there's a lot of projects out right now that are um, trying to get into that space. We actually um, interviewed a group of people in here the other day, uh, Digibugs, and they're uh, very strong proponents for you know mental health causes to the point where they have uh, and and crypto goons they all, they they're both kind of interrelated and they have um, actual bots on their Discord channels where if you're struggling with something that day it would actually send out like SMSs to their cell phones so somebody could get into the chat somebody could talk to somebody as far as like needing help so maybe I could connect you to uh, those two projects yeah uh, man yeah that that would be absolutely amazing we have we, we have nothing our discord isn't large as such well there's around 1200 members but not many active members but we have a, a section called mind health and basically my wife is a um, trained psychologist uh, so she she tries to answer answer people's questions if they have any um my wife my wife also runs a non-profit for children's mental health so it's kind of like a family Thing that we do together really yeah there's there's also a girl i've been trying to get somebody to collaborate with her her name's uh, bella and she does her own blog and she does poetry and she has a cerebral palsy and she comes in twitter spaces quite often and she's always looking for artists to collaborate with um, yeah i've just uh, she, she hit me up and I, i've dm'd so we'll start we'll start <laughs> communication today oh, she hit you up today yeah all right, good. Yeah, because I tweeted out to her this morning and I let her know um, about your project and uh, a few people that I know that are, um, you know, they're they're in contact with her on the on the regular. So uh, I've I've been trying to find people to work with her for a while, and I'm I'm glad that she was able to touch base with you. So that's that's really awesome. That makes me feel good too, because she's a real sweet girl. She's in college right now, and um, you know, she's she's such an optimistic person, even though you know life tossed her some uh, some speed bumps in the way. You know, she she lives a very positive life, more positive than uh, a lot of people without any disabilities, you know, and it's, 
it's, it's nice to see that uh, you guys could work together. Definitely, man. 100%. Yeah, we've got pretty much got an open door policy. If anyone wants to get in touch, just uh, just DM. If you want to get involved in the project in any way, give us a shout. Really trying to build a strong community. That's the main the main goal. So you guys, you decided that you were going to mint on the uh, Ethereum network. What made you decide to go with ETH as opposed to another blockchain? At the time, that seemed to be the the, the popular option. Um, so the, we're, the first the first 100 rafts were minted at the end of August, and the project started. Um, so I started drawing the, the, the rafts in like March. So OpenSea and ETH. Um, was the way forward, um, and at the time, I don't even think I don't think you could use Matic when I first started coming up with the project. So we kind of just went on with Ethereum because um, it was around the same time as um, the apes were coming out. Again, if you go on my Twitter and if you look for who follows me, Board Ape Club does follow me, and I had the opportunity to buy uh, to buy in early in the project. But the money I'd had put away was all going towards the children's mental health book. So I didn't really justify buying NFTs for myself. Now I really, really regret that. <laughs> so how time consuming is it to do each draft by hand as opposed to doing like a generative art project? Um, so I use, I use a template for some. For others, if I'm feeling more creative and if I'm feeling um, healthier and I can sit for a while I'll start completely from scratch so it could take anywhere from three hours up to a day for a single one Do you feel that um, down the line when you start working with other uh, disabled artists as far as uh, doing the, the tail end of the project here do you think you might switch blockchains possibly and maybe switch over to uh, Solana or a Polygon? It's not something I've thought about as of yes, no. I've not, I've not, I've not thought about that. Um, it would have to be, there would have to be, I don't know the technical term. Um, so, so like some form of cross chain where that where the originals could also be, do you know what I mean? Stored on that marketplace, if you understand what I mean. Like, yeah, there's a there's options coming out where you'll be able to. Do like direct bridges between ETH and Polygon, um, so maybe it's something to look into down the road. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for all for all the uh, the giveaways, where any if anyone joins our Discord, by the way, we still have a few hundred free NFTs, Discord membership NFTs to give away. Um, so if you join the Discord, just give us a shout in the Discord, and I'll send you a free membership NFT. Obviously, I'd much pre prefer you went out and got an actual wrap. Supported disabled artists, but there's also the chance of a free uh, membership NFT. But yeah, all the free NFTs are minted on 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 Matic, on Polygon. That's a smart way to go about it when you're doing airdrops. Yeah, yeah. So it says uh, it says on your website that you're doing something called giraffles. Um, what exactly is this, and uh, have you done any yet? And what type of prizes are given out? Yeah, we've done uh, two. Um, one of them was uh, a gold coin raft, which was my first venture into 3D. Um, they, they, there'll only ever be 50 of those minted. Um, 
So they're, they're held back for prizes. Currently sitting at 1.7 ETH alone. None have been sold, but so far nobody's tried to rug it and undercut. So that's pretty cool. The the main giraffe that we did was for somebody to get their own giraffe. Either, either they could draw it themselves or they could provide me the artwork, their ideas as a scribble or just as a written form. And I would design their raft themselves, which would be minted as part of the actual graft giraffe gun. Um, and the idea is for prizes to increase in value the more the project takes off. So if I was to buy one of your giraffes, what type of benefits would I would I get from holding it? First of all, you would be supporting a disabled artist, whether that be me or a fellow disabled artist. Um, secondly, you're part of a project that is going nowhere. Um, luckily, all, all RAF holders, um, like I said, there's around 100 um, RAFs out there who are sold. Nobody has tried to resell at a lower price. We've had one resold for 0.5 ETH. That was our record. Um, so we've kept the floor all the way through. The floor's never dropped, not once. Um, and it is a project that is going to be constantly evolving. Um, 2022 is going to be the year the RAFs enter the metaverse properly and they become more interactive and RAF holders will be rewarded. I can't say how yet, um, but there is projects lined up um, that fingers crossed, I can't say 100% will happen, but I will definitely make something happen. But if what is being talked about so far does happen, then I can only see that being a good thing for RAF holders. Now, I didn't, I didn't see this on your um, on your website or your Discord, but I could have sworn I heard you say it when you were on the AMA with us on Saturday. Are you doing some sort of project with people uh, doing their own type of graffiti project with, gira with, with giraffes? No. So the disabled, what I was mentioning earlier, disabled artists. Um, let's. So for example, Branda, who I've mentioned, who's paralyzed from the neck down. <clears throat> when um, I first spoke to him about wrapping, uh, sorry, about graphing his giraffe. The thing is with Branda, he paints um, traditionally using a paintbrush, but he has to use his mouth to paint, which is mind-blowing to someone like me who is lazy enough to sometimes not even be bothered to paint by hand, yet he can paint using his mouth. Um, but also, so the idea was that I would send him the, the template of the raft and he could paint it by mouth and then scan in a high-quality photo that would then be stored as an NFT. But Branda surprised me and went one better. Branda uses um, a certain technology. I don't know the name of it. But basically, there is cameras all pointed towards his face, and his eyes control a paintbrush on, the, on, the, on a monitor. So he can paint digitally using his eyes. So that was kind of the idea, so that any disabled artist, no matter what they, even if they weren't traditional artists, um, they could have a template printed out 
where they would just graph their wrap up. So that was the idea. But then Granda hit me with one better and painted his digitally using the power of his eyesight, which is uh, crazy. That's fucking remarkable. I wouldn't even think of something like that. Oh, but he went, he, he, he went one further because because he's just he's one of the most amazing people I've ever I've ever I've ever met. Uh, he just decided to to figure out how to use animation using his eyes to do frame by frame animation, and actually did that for his rap. Crazy, absolutely, just he's got an amazing work ethic, and he also runs char- charitable organisations. And like I said, the guy's paralyzed from the neck down. So, yeah. Just goes to show you, if you if you put some drive into something, you can accomplish anything. Yeah, man. So if somebody buys one of your giraffes and they decide to sell it on the secondary market, do you have a royalty percentage built into the sales uh, on the secondary market? And yep. if, if so, um, does that get reallocated back into like the project as far as marketing goes, or does it go uh, back into benefiting disabled artists? How does, how does that work? So it's ten percent as at the time that seemed to be the the standard rate, ten percent royalties. Um, th- those ten percent royalties will go directly to the artist of each raft. But for mine, for my royalties, I've been putting them back into advertising and marketing. Okay, very cool. Um, I know this is going to sound like a, a weird question. Um, how do you go about vetting somebody to make sure that they're actually disabled? Because there are some shitty people in this space that, that could kind of try to pull a wall over your eyes. That's going to be tricky. Um, so far, everybody that's been in contact it's been in contact via Twitter, um, and I've kind of seen their profile and seen a bit about them. Um, and unless they've been planning this rouge for the last year, then they are disabled. Um, I, I think I think I think I will be able to to suss that out. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping there won't be um, shysters trying to get involved. Um, but at the end of the day, if 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 anyone did. And they were thinking that this is a way to make a quick book. Then it's not um, because it's they they would have to be part of the community as well. Do you know what I mean? They they would need to also push their work. Um, and I'm hoping I'm just hoping that that doesn't happen. Um, but I I think I think there should be a way of yeah. Do you know it, what I mean? I think researching them on on social media and online, I should pretty pretty much get a good sense for it. Yeah, especially if you're making them a part of your community, I think it would be a really lot of effort in order to try to be a shady individual. See, and if, and not... if, but the thing is, if if they put that much effort right in uh, in 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 into doing that and to get into, to 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 being part and selling an artwork for point zero four ETH, they they must really really need that money. Is that's probably the way I'm going to. In case it ever does happen, that would be the way, the way I would tend to look at it. I, I, I think there would be easy, easier ways for scammers um, to get money than to try and join up to our project, if you know what I mean. I think if they're putting that much effort in to get 0.4 ETH and then the royalties on top, I think they must be in real desperate need of money 
in which case, then fair play. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I, I kind of think of it the same way that you're thinking it. Um, you know, it, it's it's not so much a worry in the NFT space, but definitely in crypto, when you hear things like a charity token, uh, yeah, kind of oh yeah, cringe a little bit, you know. Yeah, like well, I kind of was watching um, a lot of crypto uh, YouTubers uh, at the beginning of my journey, and now I find the vast majority intolerable. Um, it's just not my cup of tea at all. It's not my scene. The NFT community is uh, a place where I found home straight away. That replaced the crypto community. I mean, I, I don't get us wrong. There is some great people out there, but it's it's not about the the financial aspect as a whole for someone like me who's always pretty much been broke and lived check to check um it's, I've, I've never really wanted to just do something for a, a cash grab um my name is attached to every project um i've got a following on on facebook for the the children's book series that i did i've got a local smallish following for when i did stand-up comedy and when i was an actor um and it certainly wouldn't be at the age I am now, I certainly want to wouldn't want to sully that by being involved in any kind of scam token or I just I find I find it um, disgusting really, and also in in the same breath, if I ever was to, to make a lot of money from a, from an NFT project, I'm not the kind of person who could drive a Lambo and flex. I would feel like a right shit because the people where I live can't even afford to pay their rent some of the times. So I would feel like an absolute twat driving around in a Lambo around a council estate, which is pretty much like a, I would say like a UK version of a ghetto, um, like a really underdeprived um, working class area. Um, and why on earth would you want to flex on people who have got football? It doesn't doesn't show anything other than you're a prick, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, they're gonna fuck up your Lambo anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, if you see this, I can barely um, walk with my stick sometimes. Let alone try and get my fat ass into a Lamborghini. It's not gonna happen. It wouldn't be a pretty look. So, children's mental health seems like it's a, a very near and dear thing to you. Um, do, do any of your children struggle from this? Um, the the both showing traits of it. Yes. Um, and that's something that I'm trying to, me and my wife um, are both trying to to um, address straight away. I can see my wife's in the chat there. If you see Rebecca, she's got like a hand-drawn avatar. She's in the chat. That's my wife. Um, yeah, so they, they've been aware of the importance of having good mental health and talking since an early age. Where I was brought up in a, in a it would be hard to describe in five hours, let alone this Twitter space, the kind of childhood I had. It was it was very bizarre. I was pretty much, well, I was raised by two parents who both met at special needs school, um, and it was very emotionally abusive. Um, so I've strived to make sure my children um, don't have any of that kind of um, issues in their life. Although they have shown certain aspects that I showed as a child, um, obsession with, with, with illness, death, which can also be a normal childhood concern. Um, I'm, I just like to keep tabs on it and make sure that that doesn't um, 
blow out of control and develop further as they get older. Now, I know they deal with things as far as uh, mental health a lot different in, um, over in the UK as opposed to over here in the United States. I know in the UK, it's it's almost easier to get cocaine than it is to get put on an antidepressant. Um, now, over here, it's kind of like the opposite. Like, they'll give antidepressants and mood stabilizers to children that are seven. Um, how, how do you go about addressing this in your book that you talk about? Is, is there some sort of, like... Uh, uh, cognitive methods that you you talk to the you talk in your book about how people could uh, address their children and uh, how you could go about be, behavioral methods in order to make the children maybe uh, kind of calm down or uh, adapt to a situation a little bit easier. No, so in the book series, um, it's featuring uh, the the young version of the boxer Frank Bruno as a child called Frank. The book series is called Worried Frank. And it's kind of um, gentle stories to introduce the idea of worry and anxiety to children. For the parental aspect, um, that's probably where my wife would come in. And that's where it will be linked from the Worried Frank website to my wife's website, which is mindstars.co.uk. And there will be more information for parents specifically about the ways in which to deal with um, if you have any concerns about your child experiencing mental health. Um, But for the children's books, it's just like a a gentle approach to these these feelings and these worries um, because the book is aged primarily for three to seven-year-olds. So, like, it's a very gentle, um, soft approach into that. How did you get tied in with Frank Bruno? Is he uh, a friend from when you were younger? How did you meet up with him? Or was it just kind of um, by coincidence that you guys met up with each other? Luckily, with doing stand-up and doing acting, I had quite a a back catalogue of uh, celebrities, I would say. I I mean, I hate the term celebrity. It's not something I've ever uh, strived to become. But I do know a lot of people who who you would say were celebrities. So getting contacts, getting email addresses um, has, hasn't has uh, proved very difficult for me. Um, so I pretty much just reached out. Um, we discussed the idea. I went out to London, met up with his manager, showed him the prototype, and then that's kind of where the um, where the ball started rolling from there. Is he in the NFT space as well, or...? I, I... I know he's a little bit older. I wasn't sure if he's involved in this as well. No, no, it's it's not his not his forte. Although, like I said, there was a, a limited edition of three NFTs that were released on the Zilliqa blockchain um, on the Okimoto platform, which all the money then went to make sure we can provide this book series for free to every child in the world. Zilliqa's starting to bum me out, man. I own a whole shitload of Zilliqa, and it's just not moving for me. I got out at 22 cents. <laughs> I got out at 22 cents. Um, I just had, I just, yeah, I, I got out. Luckily, um, it was when I was getting more into Ethereum and for doing the NFTs because with OpenSea, I, 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 they, were, they were charging us that much money. I was like, I'm going to have to transfer all of this to ETH. And then that was like the the April crash time. And unfortunately, Zilliqa hasn't really picked back up. No, it got up to about ten cents, and then it kind of just nosedived back down. Now it's hovering around. Yeah. 
do, do you think we're going to have um, mass adoption into other blockchains other than the, the main ones that we have now? Like, uh, you know, it's it's basically Ethereum, Polygon, Solana. But I mean, we're going to be branching out like we're going to have Avalanche. Do you think we're going to have like Zilliqa and Flow and all these other types of blockchains are going to be releasing large scale NFT projects? Or do you think it's going to kind of be like just the, you know, the bargain basement type of uh, blockchains that people are going to be able to make on? I think the will. Um, but I think it's again. I, I think it's more so about the community aspect behind it because if you look at it, such as Tezos uh, on on Hen, they've got such a loyal a loyal following for um, that platform. Even though I find it the most confusing platform to navigate, they 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 do really well. So I think it's more about the community. Um, and once again, I know I've mentioned him already. Blockchain Andy, he's really part of the Zilliqa infrastructure um and he's like building a community i, I think it is going to be more community focused uh, i definitely think 2022 2023 if there is a bear market like there has been in the past i think social tokens and the metaverse will be the 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 the, for, the, the front runners um for the next few years um and i think the nft integration um will take place in the metaverse. Um, and hopefully that can be multi-chain so that it really doesn't matter um, w- or what chain you have your NFT on. Um, like OpenSea, I think, could have improved so much if you could customise your collections in folders or have like uh, like a, a space where you could like, tweet or message. Um, um, I just think OpenSea could do so much and I feel... There may be another um, project, maybe Solsi or something similar, may come along and scoop it up. But I, I, as of now, it seems to be that OpenSea is the is the big dog. But who knows? We're still super early in the space, um, so who knows really? Yeah, I always tell people that you know, even though Coke is the leading brand, people still drink Pepsi. You know, so there's always room for other. Uh, you know, marketplaces or blockchains, there, there's always going to be, the, the the space is so small right now. I mean, it's it's just going to keep expanding. And before you know it, like, there, I think there's going to be major projects on every blockchain. I don't think there's going to be, ETH is probably still going to be the champion. Um, I, I think it's going to be really difficult to, to pull a huge market share from it. But I mean, there's going to be really large scale projects going everywhere. Yeah, I think if Q, Two next year, uh, ETH point two point addresses the 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 gas fees. Then I can't see ETH being shifted um, for a long time. So, what's been your biggest hardship um, with this project that you're doing with the drafts? Promotion, promotion, and marketing. Um, as I come from a, an artistic background, um, performance and art. The, the marketing side and the business side has always eluded me. I've never been great at that, that aspect. Um, so, yeah, knowing, knowing where to put money into marketing, I've blown quite a bit of money um, in endeavours that haven't been fruitful. Um, so, yeah, building the community and knowing how to push the project and get eyes to the project, 100% has been the biggest, the biggest challenge. Although, because the project is still so small, when someone does buy an NFT, 
and especially when they buy one from another artist that isn't me, I find that even more rewarding than, than another artist gets that money. And it, it kind of like reaffirms to me that, that my project um, is, is meaningful and that people do believe in it. Um, and also the fact that nobody's sold or nobody's tried to sell their raft below floor price um, has also been like a, a nice touch for me as well. Yeah, that must feel nice that you don't really have to adjust things. Um, so if there's one thing that you could have done differently um, from the time you started this project, what would have it been? I think I would have had, I would have tried to save up some money um, and figure out with, with a team a better marketing strategy about what would be the best way to market the project um, and to get eyes to it. And I probably would have stuck with Twitter more than I did with Discord. I feel like I may have wasted a lot of time with Discord. Though Discord probably is great if it's used correctly. Um, I just feel like I may, may have wasted a lot of time with that and giving away too many free items to encourage people to buy. Um, so yeah, it would have definitely been to maybe get somebody else on board. Um, to help out and not do it as a one-man team. Are you kind of like me and uh, like kind of kind of the way I approach things in life? I think in in general is I don't really like asking for help. I, I feel like I could do things on my own for the most part, and I almost feel like I'm bothering people when I ask them if they could lend a hand. It seems like you have a lot of people that you're interconnected with as far as. Um, you know, I mean, shit. You did you did a book with Frank Bruno. The guy's like a a fucking boxing legend. Like, do do you feel like you have some sort of pride built into you, like I do myself, where you just feel like you're bothering people when you ask them for a little bit of a hand? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, definitely sometimes. Um, I try to like when I, when I do message people, I try to think what I, what can I offer them, um, more than w w the help that I actually need for the project, um. It, it's it's I find it really hard to to be a salesman. I find it really hard, so I kind of offer free things in the hope that people will just find the project and then actually support it by buying a raft. I find the sales, the the, the final pitch, that sales push, I find that excruciating. I've never been um, a good self publicist. Um, again, it's it's a, such a Northern English thing. But I've got very a very self derogatory humour, um, as that's the way it's kind of inbred into us to to, to take the piss and put ourselves down. Um, so yeah, I suppose I I don't mind reaching out to people. I'm quite open at doing that. But um, yeah, when it comes to like I, I feel what's what's it called imposter syndrome. I feel like that 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 all there's all these other great projects out there. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I'm not the correct person for this. And all all those self doubts that niggle away. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've I've felt that way a uh, majority of my adult life. You know, I don't I don't like really asking for help. And maybe sometimes it it's a little bit of like narcissistic tendencies in me where I just think I could do it better than anybody else. I I don't really know what it is. Um, like myself as well. I like I've struggled with alcohol and drug problems. Uh, you know, a good portion of my adult life. I've been clean for a long time now, but, uh, 
yeah, I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but when you came into the AMA the other day, I kind of had a connection with you almost immediately the way you, you spoke and you carried yourself. So I don't know. That's why I kind of got like, uh, I felt like I could open up with you and tell you kind of like the way I feel about myself at times. Cause I was curious if you felt the same way as well. Yeah, man. Oh, that's, that's, that's lovely to hear. I appreciate that. It's nice to, um, know that people can open up and speak. Um, I consider myself to be quite a frank and open person in that regard. Um, quite open about past um, issues with um, trouble with the law, drink, drugs, gambling. Yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, quite open. If if it, if it, if it could help anybody else, um, then I'm quite happy to to to, to put it out there. Uh, I always have with my stand-up comedy. I've always kind of laid it bare and tried to make jokes about it. And I do the same with, with the disability angle now. Um, the thing me and Branda want with our podcast um, is that disabled people, um, I often find that it, that sometimes people can find disabled folk that don't know how to engage or how to um, speak in case they're worried about saying the wrong thing. Um, me and Branda have both got very extremely thick skin um, and we don't mind people taking the piss um because that's what we'll be doing as well um and we just want open dialogue um and for people not to have to worry about what they say do you know what i mean if someone's going to be an absolute arsehole and be super nasty then you, you can pretty much tell it's those who are worried what words to use and what terminology they can't use especially in the current current climate um but we kind of want to uh handle that differently and pretty much the podcast be be in itself an AMA uh, for us and our disability. So where are you going to be holding this podcast? Is it going to be on Twitter Spaces? Are you going to do it on YouTube? How are you going to go about doing that? YouTube and then all the other podcast platforms. Um, and we hope to also, well, we will be doing uh, regular Twitter Spaces um, and regular YouTube Lives as well. Well, if you ever need a guest, um, I, I would be more than happy to come on with you guys and, and talk to you. 100%, man, 100%. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm pretty much an open book. I talk about anything that goes on in my life. I'm not really shy. It took a lot of uh, courage in life to really feel that way, but I'm kind of at the point where I, I don't give a shit anymore. And I think that's a, a good way to live your life. Um, I mean, when I say not give a shit, I mean, I obviously do give a shit about uh, some things like my family and stuff like that, but I, I really don't care how other people perceive me. Um, I used to be very um, self-conscious about how I thought people would, uh, you know, judge me and, and stuff like that, but I really don't care anymore. And uh, yeah, made my yeah, life. I what you mean. Completely. I mean, that that that's not really like a, um, the English don't really suffer with, with it as, as a whole. I mean, you can't really categorize a, a whole country, but we don't really suffer with self, uh, self thingy in that way. We're kind of, derogatory and, and take the piss and we're quite honest in our <laughs> approach um so yeah i mean I, I just find it easier to be honest um than having to hide things because eventually they, they will come out um i'd much rather put it out there who i am what my background is what my past was and then if people choose to not want to communicate then that's all good i'd rather them do that and then change their opinion once they got to know me a bit more 
Yeah, so we're we're getting close to the uh, top of the hour here, Simon. Is is there anything that you want to talk about with your project that uh, I've um, left out? No, not that I can think of, mate. I think I think we're pretty much covered um, the project, how it is at the moment, what my aims are for the future. Um, yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that. Um, one more time, if people would like to get get one. Um, graphgiraffegang.co.uk that links you straight to the uh, the rafts on OpenSea um, 0.04 ETH that's how much it is to get a raft once you get a raft you will be part of the bi-monthly giraffle prizes will increase also if you can't afford one right now just jump on the Discord become a member uh, the link to that is in my Twitter bio where there's still a few Membership NFTs that could be given away for free. So just put your name in and give me a shout and I'll send you one of those. Uh, and for the next for the next 10 people, if 10 people here want to buy an NFT, I'll also airdrop you a free golden coin giraffe worth 1.7 ETH at this time um, for the next 10 people who buy. That's a little offer just for this Twitter space. Well, uh, yeah. Guys, you go and uh, go and check out his website. It's graphgiraffegang.co.uk. Um, it'll link you right over to his OpenSea, like he was saying to you. Super affordable, um, super affordable project. Point zero four ETH. Um, not really too many going out cheap right now. So uh, very cool art. I really dig it. Um, I dig your story, and it's it's just a, a great thing that you're trying to do as far as uh, getting people. That are struggling, you know, both, you know, mentally and physically in order to you know, have their life be as good as possible. Um, you know, I wish you the best of luck. Uh, don't be don't be a stranger. And, you know, we're, we're always here. If you want to stop on by, you can always jump on after the AMA and, and chill your project out. We're cool with that, too. Um, whoever, um, you know, in the future you decide to collaborate with. Um, you know, maybe we could get some other projects that we talked to, to to jump on board with you as well. I know uh, I talked to the kid that was on here for Minting Miracles uh, on the regular, too. Maybe we, you guys could work something together. Hopefully you do something with Bella, uh, with uh, Cerebral Palsy. And, uh, yeah, man, I just I uh, couldn't thank you enough for coming on here and talking to the community. Oh, mate, I really want to thank you. Uh, super appreciate it for having us on um if anyone knows any disabled artists or artists with mental health who might be struggling financially um we haven't got all the money in the world but uh feel free to reach out um even if they're not artists uh maybe we can point you in the right direction um maybe we can help you out get you part of our community um see see what we can do to help um but yeah mate thank you very much for um for the time for setting this up and for having me on uh and just everyone who's listened in, um, I hope you have a great Christmas and New Year. Um, and yeah, one more time, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Simon. Thanks for back, guy. I appreciate you guys coming out. And uh, one last time, graphgiraffegang.co.uk. And uh, Simon, don't be a stranger, please. And uh, happy holidays. Definitely. Much love. Cheers, man.